Uh, what do we talk about today here on the podcast? I don't uh, really know. Down here at the dump, High Speed Chase Dump Studio 3.25. <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't follow along at all. I have no idea what the hell we were talking about. <laughs> we talked about a zone change. Yeah, and there was some Robert's rules and Robert's rules reconsiderations and, and withdrawal of the zone change and then maybe put it back into the with new things and $10,000 at least. And sure. NX2s and triplexes and yeah, quadplexes. That's know, what man. we should be living in. It was interesting. Now you got to see some real sausage getting made. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I mean, you know, it was it was cool. I guess learned learned a few things. I would hope so. Um, uh, and then uh, we got to hear an interesting take on Project Eyes on the Streets. You're going to want to hang out, and hang around for that one. It's going to be sure. pretty Any, impressive. You can get some ASMR. Yep. Um, when I was recording these clips, I yes, I was eating Chex Mix. Yeah. And yes, I was talking to my. Uh, work life uh, during it as well, <laughs> and and yourself. Yes, I talked to myself, to myself a bit. <laughs> yeah, that's all uh, right. <laughs> you hear that in the background because this is a very professional, very uh, you know tight knit podcast where our sounds and uh, recording methods are second to none. You get your money's worth. You really do. You're gonna put a little table saw noise in there too. Yeah, uh, you might hear some light woodworking. Yeah, we had a more than likely going to hear some woodworking. Um, so that'll be fun. Yeah. Oh, uh, and uh, also you're going to hear uh, Stout and I's debut album drop at the end of this episode mm. as well. A real banger for all you uh, Gen Zers out there. That should get yeah. This some... stuff is going to is going to slap. Yeah. As yeah. they say, slap hard. Slap. It's going to slap. It's it's, it's so bustin'. it's so sus. It's going to slap. <laughs> You don't even know. <laughs> don't even know. 425, we missed it, dude. Uh, oh, it's man. The Wednesday, March 29th, 2023, down here at Dumb Studios. Um, this is the Friday Packet with Stocky and Stout. Uh, we're going to do not necessarily a catch-up on this one, but we're going to catch you up with something that we've sort of been following along with, which is a zone change out there on the far west end. And... Uh, uh, why you can kind of see the uh, legislature trying to strip away local control because our local control seems to be a little bit chaotic, misguided, uh, and uh, inconsistent would be a, a good way to put it. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Uh, so uh, this is sort of a catch-up on that. Um, I am uh, stocky here on the side of the this side of the table, and on the <laughs> other side of the table is Stout. Hey, I'm on the left. You are. With all of your things that you own, yeah, in a box. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> this, uh, the well, Destiny's Child ref this early in the episode—that's pretty good. It's really nice. Yeah, we're on Patreon. If you want to become, a, you know, a RoboCop level member to help uh, in the production of said podcast, um, please feel free to become a RoboCop level member. Go to patreon.com forward slash the Friday Packet, or you can go on the Gmails and write us an email. Uh, you know. With your comments, questions, concerns, Please drawings, uh, crochets, um, woodworking projects, uh, <laughs> shoe tying seminars, yeah, uh, leatherworking, uh, what else? Flag making, flag burning. <laughs> I mean, just whatever you want to do. Yeah. Uh, the Friday Packet at gmail.com. Uh, let's go back to what was the date on that one? Uh, it was the day before, a couple days before Leap Day or. The end of February. February 27th. February 27th. So uh, 
Miracle is going to start us off with uh, what this whole the whole gist of this is, uh, and it's a zone change out on Rocky Vista Way. Now it's called. Uh, if you were to go on Monad and reach Shiloh, and you get into the roundabout, you basically just go keep going west, shoot through it, shoot through it, um, kind of in that neighborhood over there. This was a. Uh, um, a zone change that had a valid protest on it, uh, requiring the two-thirds approval of the city council. And uh, shortly you'll hear if that uh, was achieved in this meeting or not. Any other discussion? Before we proceed to a vote, we'll have a, a hand vote on this. Um, are we ready to vote? Okay, so the, the motion was for approval of item 1T. Uh, the zone change. Uh, if in favor of the motion for approval, please raise your hand. Voting in favor are Council Members Shaw, Gulick, Owen, Joy, Cole, Chiriki, and Purrington. If voting in opposition, please raise your hand. Voting in opposition are Council Members Nice, Tidswell, uh, Boyette, and uh, Rupsis. The motion fails um, and the uh, zone change fails. I'm being asked by my colleague to. So there you go. That's the initial vote. Yeah. Seven to four, correct? Mm-hmm. Seven to four. Um, nice Tidswell, Boyette, and Rupsis opposed. Correct. Uh, and for this to come back, someone in the uh, winning side, so the ones that voted against this, uh, would need it to bring it back for reconsideration. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, this is where it kind of gets kind of funky. with Confusing and stuff. Confusing. With, yeah. uh, starting off with Nice. Okay. Um, more confusing that he asked Jennifer to ask this question, and then she's like, you just asked the question. Why are we doing this? <laughs> and okay. then he asks the question. Ask a question. <laughs> I'll ask the question, Mayor. Uh, if, 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 can a reconsideration of a zone change include a um, change of the zone, or does the uh, zone, uh, the applicant have to bring the zone change request uh, back to the council through the zoning process if they were going to change the zoning. We'll let um, our uh, deputy city attorney answer that question, but my guess is um, we could not um, make the reconsideration condition on a change. Okay. Um, they would have to come fine. back for round two. Um, do you guys want to comment there? And I think we share that opinion. My suggestion to you is that you consider taking a brief break so we can talk about what your options are and then decide if there is, because not answering your question, Council Member Nice, I think the answer to your question is no, is what I'm understanding. But a question to reconsider the vote can, under Robert's rule, take place tonight, or it can take place at the next regular meeting. After that, it cannot. So okay. I, I would... Karen and I have been chatting. I would suggest we just, at some point, before we gavel the night down, we take a brief break so I can kind of clarify for those who prevailed in the know that if there's any reconsideration, you can, you can do that or nothing else needs to happen. I'd rather you have that clarity than pass it up tonight. So my suggestion is to take a break sometime before you gavel so we can be very clear about what you, if you're in, if there's any, what a reconsideration looks like under Robert's rules. Wow. Um, uh, the next item up is going to be adjournment unless there was. So 
Uh, that's the mayor coming back from the break, I mm-hmm. say in quotations mark, so they can get their poop in a group. Discuss this whole thing a yeah, little bit. As, as, as Bubbles would say on uh, Trailer Park Boys, this is, this is real greasy. <laughs> I don't really understand greasy. it. So the city administrator recommended they take a break. And go talk about it under Robert's rules. Behind closed doors in a valid, protested public vote thing hmm. to figure out how they bring this back um, under the, the certain rules. And so basically because Nice changed his mind about his no vote. Uh, I don't know who whom it was. Um, was it? No spoilers, but we'll just sort of just listen. I guess is the best way I I can, because you don't want to listen to me kind of struggle how how to <laughs> well, <it's laughs> describe not, this. It's not very clear, and fucking Robert's rules are not terribly clear either. So sure, yeah. That okay. It just it smells fishy that your city administrator would make you basically for go to a break and then have a meeting with everybody and say, this is what you need to do to bring this back hmm. behind closed doors. Why wouldn't you just say that out loud? And why can't somebody on the council say that? And like when they're sitting there. Yeah, that's odd. It's... It really was weird. Something that came out of the break, uh, there was some discussion about that uh, council member Repsis? Actually, um, if with council's indulgence for just a second, uh, we missed this during council courtesies and then during administrator's reports earlier, but uh, tomorrow, I believe, is... Oh, yeah, I forgot I put this in here. So the retiring parks director, I think I mentioned something maybe on the last episode. Yeah. He was there, Mike Whitaker. Okay. Sitting in the, in the audience, waiting. You know, All he's retiring. Yeah. All the way through it. So they get to this very last break before the end of the meeting. They're like, oh, shit, Mike has left. <laughs> and we didn't recognize his uh, retirement. Oh, God. That's... So Rupsis, when they came back from the break, said, oh, yeah, by the way, BT dubs. Good job, Mike. <laughs> that's sad. <laughs> I mean. It's Michael Whitaker's uh, last day uh, as the director of the Parks Department. We wanted to recognize him. He was here. We just uh, missed that he was sitting here and. Uh, should have, he should have been recognized while he was here to receive our appreciation. When oh, Mike came in, left. it was shortly after the uh, um, ballot initiative to build Dealer Park was passed. Mm-hmm. Uh, he got built, Dealer Park built. Come on, we, on Mike. Uh, implemented <laughs> Mike. PD-1 over the course of the time. <laughs> really and we've um, you know, done everything from replacing really playgrounds at now. North Park and South Park to the, the slides at Rose Park Pool and uh, everything all over the city. Um, and, and certainly, you know, we're in much better position today than we were Aww. 16 years ago. Uh, and we and we owe uh, some gratitude to, to Michael Wigger for his uh, leadership in the Parks Department and wish him a, a great retirement. Thank you for uh, uh, addressing that. I never liked working with him. but Mike in the audience, so I'm <laughs> glad you did. That's me laughing. <laughs> And uh, oh god, very that's good. just. And I don't know if there's any sort of internal uh, oh. uh, outgoing party, but Chris can <laughs> let us know that uh, when the meeting is over. I don't first. know if there's some internal uh, okay. outgoing um, party. Anything else, <laughs> Council? Was there back? T- anyway, Councilmember Boyette. <sighs> Weird. Discussion. 
uh, Karen, we just say that one more time. <laughs> so yep. um, the way that I'm reading our code, Jeez. the city council, if there is a motion to reconsider that passes by a majority vote, uh -huh. then the city council would have the option to approve, deny, allow withdrawal of the application or delay the application for a period not to exceed 30 calendar days. Of course, you have to decide whether or not you're going to make that decision, assuming the motion to reconsider passes tonight or at the next regular business meeting. Mm. So you've got a couple of hurdles. First, do you want to go ahead and do the motion to reconsider if it passes? take it up again tonight or take it up in two weeks and then at that point you would have those four options to select from okay thank you council member griffiths you're trying to get your hand up thank you mayor um okay. chris i don't know do we have any insight if if this passes you know i might be agreeable to reopening the discussion if if the developer is looking to withdraw but do you have any insight onto whether or not they are looking to do that what a weird uh, question. I, I don't have that insight. Yeah, that's odd. Why would, why would he have that insight? Thank you very much, Mayor and members of the council. So this is the developer. He explains uh, kind of the, the, the loophole or the, or the uh, not hurdles, but uh, I don't want to say hurdles again, uh, hoops he had to jump through. Okay. There we go. Uh, talking about uh, developing this property out, um, dealing with uh, the locals, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. I think on that last episode, we had people uh, talking about um, how calm it was to, to go into their cul-de-sac mm -hmm. and that someone's going to die if this goes through. Everybody's going to die. Everybody's going to die. A lot of cars. Yeah. Um, property values are going to skyrocket. And yeah. No one wants that. Uh, that sort of thing. But this is a developer. I forget what his name is, but him, maybe he'll say it. I doubt he will. So have they already taken a vote to reconsider or did they call him up to talk about it before they took the vote to reconsider. So this is the, the, the another sticky point. He was there through the whole entire meeting. They took a break. I assume they talked to him. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming, but um, everybody is gone at this point, basically. Only okay. only people that are left in the, the council chambers, from what I could see, unless there was someone just hiding in the back, was the developer and the city. Okay. You know, city representatives, city administration, that whole thing. So this guy comes in and talks about um, more things. The question that you put before me tonight is whether we would request a withdrawal. And I, I, I need, to, I need to, to say just a couple of things about that because, because we were here a year ago and we heard that there was concern that we listened to the neighbors because the access to Bell Avenue was unacceptable. And so we withdrew and stepped away for almost six months at that time and repackaged it, added clarity, additional buffers over what the zoning code requests, clarified the public park, and to, to all accounts have, have created oh, yeah. a... I'm eating during this, sorry. A, <laughs> okay. a, a appropriate or, or a better received, I guess let me use that term, oh, better yeah, received uh, land use package that we brought back. When we brought that back in, acknowledging that the local neighbors did not want to have access, we provided that with a variance and submitted that, which staff soundly opposed. And so we spent then 
several <laughs> weeks talking with staff about how best to bring this forward. We recognize that that did not meet the code as it is, and and that pedestrian <laughs> and vehicular connectivity is important. But we also recognize that it's up to this body to make the final decisions on what's appropriate for those approvals and what's in your code and what you support. So working with staff, we brought forward a document which addressed the land use and the changes that were requested at that time and gave both options to this council to approve either one that had connectivity and was clearly in compliance with the zoning code and and in my opinion and in staff's opinion and others who have looked at it from a legal standpoint meet all the requirements of the code we don't believe that there are deficiencies in that package that has connectivity we then provided the one that has no access to bell avenue or to Obi lane because that's what we'd heard from the neighbors Recognizing that that was necessary to carry forward in non-compliance, we provided a variance to go with that and brought those both forward to the council for your consideration, recognizing Mm -hmm. that that decision would eventually lie with you folks. Oh, boy. And and so my my, answer to that would be I'm not sure what we would change if we withdrew and a withdraw to Council Member Harrington's comment is it's not just four months that is a full redesign that is yeah. a full resubmittal back to staff through the city zoning commission public hearings notifications and it brings it back to you here and so this is money so as i look at what we did two weeks ago yeah and i actually had a nice meeting with toby erickson this afternoon about how we can help mitigate traffic issues on bell avenue and, and the like Working with the neighbors and actually working with the folks on Obi Lane about how they may be able to deal with their assets issue. But so so we were making progress and process forward there. So I am really struggling. If if I meet the code and that's not approvable, and if I don't meet the code and ask for the variance and that's not approvable. I don't know, Councilmember Rupsis, what I would do with a withdrawal and take it back. And Councilmember Nieces' comments about commercial aspects, again, in a collaborative format, whether it's a future work session or a council retreat or whatever, we are told very specifically from staff, and it's codified in the code, that we are trying to avoid strip commercial along principal arterials. That's why we went to nodal types of development. We don't want 24th Street. We don't want Grand Avenue any longer. And so so we do not promote. That's why you go across Bannister Drain and go to the Starbucks that's going to be built there that's in the commercial development that circulates around King and Shiloh in a node the size that staff has identified and put in the code. So, So... I understand Councilmember Nisa's comments about why don't we put some commercial there, but remember, commercial, if you don't have enough rooftops, will drive more traffic to the neighborhood and would be counterproductive to what we've heard from the neighbors. So, so again, I want to communicate that because we don't have much opportunity to do that, and I think that's an important foundational aspect of the decisions that are being made here tonight. So, so again, I would not withdraw. 
because I'm not sure what I would bring back. Councilmember Upsis. So Toby Erickson, I just want to explain first is one of the neighborhood leaders who was pretty uh, vocal in the emails. Um, yeah. Anti, uh, <clears throat> anti against this whole thing. Everybody's um, going to die. Right. Um, I think initially there was there was talks of them just building a gated community, basically building a gate there so they wouldn't have because yeah. it's private road. Yeah. Um, niece made a comment about commercial. Um, why don't you, I believe, wait to build commercial? Basically, um, going counter to everything that they they've they've wanted to do on mm-hmm. council, um, which is not turn it into another Grand Avenue where all the Commercial is basically on the main arterial, mm-hmm. and then you you know build behind it. So he kind of shut him down on that. Uh, next one is uh, on the failing side. So the people who voted in favor for it. So we're talking Ulick, uh, Shaw, Chiriki, Chiriki, Joy. Um, I believe Owen, Owen, and the mayor, and that's seven, right? Am I to seven? Yeah. It's in there, isn't it? It's like seven to four. Yeah, seven to four. Fail, uh, niece, Tidswell, Boyette, and Rips are supposed. Right. So everybody else. So Ed um, has a comment about, about or two Rips. It's kind of indicative of, I guess, the conflict that, that is uh, this whole zone change. Yeah. You know, I, I think the de- the design that was brought forward is a, is a very good design. Um, I, I think... Yeah, probably the first place that that uh, everybody in the in the community would uh, agree on to having more of this type of housing would be downtown. But but I, I think we can have good walkable places, other parts of town that they should be able to have <clears throat> that kind of place. It's just an incredible investment of time and funds to put together a proposal like this, and yeah. and, and oh, especially shit. when they did this a year ago. I mean, we're we're talking many tens of thousands. I don't know; it could be getting hundreds of thousands of dollars. And and I feel like the response we have was just a little too flip. Um, I fear that developer uh, that would it'd be crazy as a developer to bring this forward if um, before this uh, this council if if you don't have some good idea. I mean, they followed the zoning ordinances. Um, We need housing in our community. We need developers to do that housing. Um, I think we're seriously at risk of driving any sane developer out of town. And for those of us who voted against the zone change, I guess I'd like to hear from you, what does it take to get to yes? Um, that's, that's, I think, I think we want to be a community that's looking for yes. And, and so what is it going to take that could help? Put that on your Tinder profile. Um, yeah, there you go. Us in, in, and so that they're not just guessing. It's an incredible guessing game they're doing. It's a high risk, high stakes thing. So I'd love to hear from council members who voted against the zone change. I, you know, uh, Councilor Ripsis. Thank you, Mayor. Um, Councilman Gulick, um, you're absolutely right. <laughs> um, there you go. I, I appreciate the um, concessions or the changes that the developer has made. Uh, over over the time, and and it yeah, is but, better than it was a year ago. So, without a doubt, um, and I I said as much last week. I think, you know, to me, if they had come back and the entire northern half of that property was NX two, four plexes, six plexes, eight plexes, you know, with you know narrow streets and and um, little um, 
nice walkable areas and I, I think we'd probably I'd be hard pressed to vote against it even with all the NX3 on the, the southern half um, all I hear about constantly on the west end is what we got to do something other than four-story apartment complexes that's I mean constantly I hear that um, I, I think it's it's hard to tell from the drawing but it seems like there's a lot of wasted space in those NX3s because you're building these huge buildings and then you have to build parking lots. And we could be much more efficient and probably not lose all that many units if we were building four, six, eight plexes in, in something that has more of a neighborhood feel and isn't destroying the look and the character of the area. So, you know, based on what I'm hearing from people in my area on what we want, um, I don't think it's more four-story apartment complexes. I tried suggesting that if there was a way that we could work with the developer before they brought it forward, as part of these concessions with the, the traffic calming and those kinds of things, if they could say, you know what, okay, on the northern half of the lot, we'll do three stories. But we weren't allowed to do that. I, I think it's just, it's Why? something I hear over Why? and over and over again because of that area, that specific area where we're putting lots of maximum density units in areas where it's not, I'm sorry, it's not walkable to much of anything. It's not just not. The distance from the southeast corner of this lot to the northwest corner of Shiloh uh, Crossing, where Rio Sabinas is, is 1.3 miles. 1.3 miles from Sky Point gets you to Sissel Hall at MSUB. <laughs> it's good How many people are walking that? It's, well, it's, it's not. And nobody in Billings walks. It's not a walkable area. <laughs> I mean, it's not designed ready. to be. <laughs> Now, I think we can get there over time, maybe, if we completely redevelop <laughs> what our expectations of, of commercial density looks like. And parking requirements. Um, we got a letter from Rocky Vista University. It's a beautiful facility. But if they really believed that people were going to walk from the apartment complexes right around it to Rocky Vista, they wouldn't have 400 parking spaces there for 300 students. It's, it's not designed as a walkable area. And, and so for me... I think we need to change about how we're thinking about this. We as a council, I said this last week with, with uh, Council Member Shaw's comments, we have to find a way to put policy in place that equalizes the risk and the cost of building these types of developments where we actually want them. And that's, that's going to be hard to do. Uh, but right now, I, it doesn't matter what, honestly, the West End plan that was drawn up 20 years ago that said we want all the commercial and the nodes and the houses elsewhere, we know now that's not a great development concept. We can be smarter now than we were 20 years ago and not continue this pattern. Um, so I, I, I hope that kind of answered your inquiry about you know what it would take to get me to yes. I, I would have had one of those hold my nose votes uh, if the northern half was all NX2 um, and the southern half was NX3. But I'd prefer to just not see NX, more four-story apartment buildings with big parking lots around them um, in, in this area of town. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I, I agree with that. I agree with the council member Gulick. I, I really appreciate those comments. Um, the one piece that I feel like we haven't talked about in this context is um, what the state legislature is trying to do to local control over zoning issues. And this 
kind of vote is exactly why they're trying to do it. Um, I think this is going to add ammunition to the fire, and we're going to see a lot of local control stripped away um, if we continue to make these kinds of decisions that are out of line with what our zoning code is. We've already established that. We've adopted that. We've put that out into the community. I, I, I understand where you're coming from, but I think the place to have that conversation is this is the this is how we need to change the zoning code. And that's when we do it, not as these individual projects come up. I've always been really troubled by that. So that's I would I would push Your back goal. and just say I'm more than happy to have that conversation, but let's have it at a table where we can make a decision that will impact our development community into the future and they can make some decisions with surety. And so I, I, I just I just want to put in that plug that the state legislature is proposed a number of bills that yeah. would dramatically reduce our ability to make these kinds of decisions at this table, would take it completely out of council's hands, make these processes administrative. Whatever people think about that, this is the reason why all of those bills are coming up right now. So uh, I, I, I agree you. that I hope that we can reconsider this. Thank you. Councilor Pearson. Thank you. I too would uh, ask the council to vote for reconsideration on this and then to then do a pass on it. Um, I think um, do a pass we, as in our individual lives, we don't <laughs> understand the risk that developers take. I agree. They're not going to invest millions of dollars if they don't have a good idea that it's going to work. Um, I think these developers have done a good job of trying to meet the needs of the neighborhood as well as meet the needs from uh, the requirements from planning you vote against it so um and when it comes down to the commercial and this to me as i look at this and i agree we've been talking about doing these growth policies she didn't. She voted for it neighborhood plans and oh, she never yeah. have enough money yeah. or whatever it is huh. but i think this is where Shocked. it's going to truly impact us because the west end is prime for development so whenever you say well, there's no commercial out there. They can't walk to it or whatever. I think at this point, this is just, it's the beginning of a development in this area. Because now you've got the school, you've got St. Vincent's uh, developing out there as well. Um, you've got a, a mall right there. I, I think it's, it's just prime what? for development, for commercial development. So whenever you now have the residential out there, and some of it's already been developed. I think this will be a nice addition to that. And I think the commercial will come. Or if, if certain council members didn't vote for this, I think that would put the squash on a lot of future development. I want to make something really clear about the planned neighborhood development process. And that's what this was. Wow. You, The developers, we have a whole menu in our zoning code. So this is why I'm explaining the, different the whole types zoning of stuff. neighborhood development like the combinations of what you're going to propose for your specific application. And you don't have to have commercial in all of them. You don't have to. You get to choose. And that's what happened here. They chose a combination of multiple types of residential development, which you do have to choose. We don't, it's not one, it's not one district anymore, which is what the whole part of the whole point of this entire plan area development process was to do, was to not have it be one, but it can be multiple types of residential, and then there are options where you can do mixed use, where you can have commercial. So 
First of all, yeah. there was no requirement that there be commercial in this planned neighborhood development in this location. Um, so just want to make sure that's really clear, that that's, that's not an oversight or something that got missed. That was perfectly legitimate for what was proposed for this, for this application. So the other part of that is that the residential, you've got residential in this area, and then as has been discussed extensively, you have the commercial that's developing just to the south, the different types of commercial coffee shop, you know, stores, retail, mm -hmm. um, and then as Councilmember Roops has pointed out, the, the restaurants further down. Some of that's potentially walkable, depends on who you are and how far you're walking and what your decisions are, and some of it people are going to drive, of course, as well. So I would say that you have a mix of options there, and depending on your preference and how far you want to walk or how far you're going to ride your bike or whatnot, then you could get to a variety of those commercial develop the services down there. There's still commercial in Lenhart Square that hasn't been built out yet as well that's going to have actually a mix. It's going to have residential and commercial um, down south of the apartment buildings that are just being built to the south there. So that still has to develop as well. So there's a lot of things going on in this area. I think yes. you're going to see over time a lot of choices. And, and yeah, you're going to have people who are going to walk and ride their bikes like they're doing out there right now, and you're going to have people who are still going to drive. So it's going to be a mix. But there's a lot of different services in a relatively close proximity to this. Um, so that's, I guess, what I can add. Okay. Uh, and I'll just comment there. Uh, most neighbors really hate commercial. Uh, <laughs> if you think they don't like four-story, uh, they're try putting commercial in there. It's just the... I didn't hear people coming forward saying we Something need like a car wash, you know, more traffic <laughs> and you? more commerce. Even though I think it'd be great. I mean, I, it'd be nice to have those facilities. I don't um, mixed hate into commercial. The I'm not sure what he's getting I'm at. Not sure there. that's what the neighborhood wants. I don't know All right, anybody then, who uh, hates the motion commercial. then is just for consideration. Okay. Well, and um, uh, if in favor of the motion for, for reconsideration, please say aye. 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 If opposed, say nay. Uh, voting in opposition, council members is Councilmember Repsis. Um, all others uh, in favor. Um, now back to uh, the council on the merits um, uh, the, of the zone change. And uh, again, the uh, first reading was for approval with some conditions. I can't. Uh, 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 cite them chapter and verse exactly as to instructing staff to work on yeah. the traffic calming and things like that. But um, the under, the assumption here on second reading is that uh, uh, unless the council says otherwise, we would be approving again what was approved in the first go round in item 1T. Yes. Is okay. there a motion? Councilmember Owen. I move to approve the second and final reading ordinance for zone change 1021 located south of Bell Avenue and north of Rocky Vista Way. Second. Okay, um, uh, Councilmember uh, Perrington on the second, Councilmember Owen on the uh, motion um, for approval on second reading. This is exciting. Any further discussion? Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, if no. in favor no of discussion. the motion oh, on buddy. the merits for approval of second reading on item 1T, uh, please say aye. Suspense. Aye. aye. If opposed, say nay. Aye. Voting in opposition of council members Boyette, Tidswell, and Rupsis. Wait for it. Um, all other council members voted in favor, correct? Correct. So the vote was 7 4 
or I'm sorry, eight four. Eight three. And the eight three. Eight, eight uh, four. Eight, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. Eight for the motion. <laughs> That's our yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and three against the motion. Yeah, I was kind of wondering what what's the matter with that? Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe um, that means favor. it passed on second reading. There you go. Uh, didn't pass on second re. Well, no, it's passed on reconsideration. Yes. And oh, and then it passed on reconsideration of second reading. Well, that's not complicated at all. No. So. Well, that was just a delight, wasn't it? Sure was. Really was. Um, I agree with uh, Rep- Repsis on the 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 Rio Sabinas thing. Because no one in their right mind is going to go across King Avenue West oh, hell and no. Shiloh. No. Um, I have thought about it and then quickly decided against ever doing that. We should Walking go, or biking. We should go out there. Fucking terrifying. And handheld and cross at a roundabout. Obviously. On a crosswalk. Yeah, especially there. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. Because that, that road just turns into 50 miles an hour on the other side of it, and people mm-hmm. are just gunning it through. Oh, dude. Holy Hannah. And they're coming into it at 45 miles an hour. Let's do it. Let's go try it. Great. Can't wait. <laughs> we died st- that day. <laughs> do some stealth camping in the middle? Yeah. Oh, great. hell yeah, dog. Let's just stand in the middle and record. <laughs> I think we should. Yeah. No one's going to stop us. I mean, look how white we are. <laughs> Buy a, a uh, handheld radar gun. You uh-huh. can get it on Amazon for like 80 bucks. Hell yeah. Just go out there and record people's speeds. Why not? Walkable. I do. I also agree with Repsis on that's not a good walkable model out there. <laughs> not right now, definitely not. But that whole area is just kind of uh, walkability is still an afterthought in the development of that area. Obviously, yeah, in the entire city. I do also like what Repsis had to say about uh, too much parking lot here because parking requirements are ridiculous right now. They are. They're way up there. Yep. You're required to have a certain amount of spaces for. Your square footage on your your building, or is it or the the, planned the footprint of your building or planned occupancy? Um, yeah, I think it varies. Yeah, depending on the zoning and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. So this is going through um, the mayor's comment weirdly about uh, <sighs> people don't like commercial. It was just kind of weird. That's a strange thing to say. It really was. Right Maybe before just the vote. In, in his neighborhood, they don't. But yeah, it's just people getting pushed further and further out. I mean, if yeah. you wanted solitude and isolation, good, good on you. Yeah. Um, but the city is chasing you, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, as it grows, the tax base grows. Um, you know, this is one of the side effects of the growth. Yeah. I, I would it. say. Um, but enough. if you have been out there, I mean, it's definitely a lot of four and five story apartment complexes. There are um, just backed into that area, especially up by. There seems to be a model. Manny's, yeah, there does seem to be a model. Manny's, and even up north now, if you go up north to even just south of Polly, yeah, uh, just west of Thirty Second, um, same things are sort of happening. So. Uh, population growth is hard, and the city is finding out firsthand what what that what that feels like. It is yeah. trying to navigate it, and 
it doesn't sound like the legislature wants us to have any hand in that. Exactly. <laughs> Apparently not. Um, I don't know who should have it, but obviously some they don't so- think we should. Some sort of local discussion should be allowed. Sure. Um, you're on the Citizens Police Advisory Board, correct? I are. Yeah. Um, a gentleman got up at the end of, I believe, was this meeting or might have been on the 14th and talked about uh, Project Eyes on the Street. Mm-hmm. Um, which, if you're not familiar with that, is a voluntary sign-up for property owners to... Uh, Share their community, share their like ring cameras or anything like that with said authorities if a crime happens kind of in your area. Yeah, if you want to, you can sign up and you'll be on a list for cops to call if something happened in front of your house and they want to see if it got caught on your camera. Sure, but you don't have to, you don't. This is all voluntary from what, from what I, yep, um, I understand. It's all opt in, sure. Uh, but he has, I you know, I think it's more of a slippery slope kind of argument about it. Mm-hmm. If he's still in Good here. evening. Uh, my name is David Fadrin. I live at 621 Nottingham Circle. And I'm here to speak to you today about something that means a great deal to me, personal privacy. As reported by KTVQ, our local police department is launching Project Eyes on the Block, which, quote, creates a resource of residents or business owners who agree to share their surveillance footage with the police department when a crime or incident occurs in the area, end quote. On the surface, involving members of the community in policing efforts is both a good and helpful practice. However, I fear the ramifications of implementing this policy for a number of reasons. First, it allows police officers to more easily obtain evidence against everyday citizens while circumventing the process of obtaining a warrant. I am a strong believer in the U.S. Constitution and its principles, especially the civil liberties outlined in the Bill of Rights. I am thankful for the First Amendment protecting our local news station's right to report on this new policy. I am thankful for the First Amendment protecting my right to be here speaking to you today. I am also thankful for the Fourth Amendment's right against unreasonable searches and seizures. I and the Founding Fathers believe that a criminal justice system is only as strong as its protection of the rights of the accused. Warrants are a necessary check on policing power by the judicial branch to better ensure the protection of citizens' civil liberties and privacy. This policy would give police far more sweeping power than is necessary to do their jobs at the risk of civil liberties enshrined in the Constitution. Second, the implementation of the program has the potential to evolve into a Fifth Amendment issue as well. Should someone walk out of their house at around the same time a crime happened to take place in the neighborhood, it could implicate them in crimes they did not commit. Should someone stumble out of their house or vehicle for any reason, police would have a compelling motive to question them for other crimes that, once again, they may not have committed. If you're stumbling out. The policy, (laughs) to be clear, does not specify which cameras should be used or how broad the scope of searching would be. The form on the department website requires participants to agree that they, quote, will be willing to assist in the retrieval of any surveillance that may have been captured, end quote. This clear violation of the Fifth Amendment creates a dangerous precedent uh, for criminal justice and civil liberties. Third, it creates an atmosphere of unease among billing citizens. I am not a criminal and don't have anything to hide, but I still don't like the idea of a governing body having access to video files of me simply trying to live my private life. With cameras of all kinds being so ubiquitous in our current world, I am already uneasy about tech companies tracking my every move. 
to know that any business or any resident that has a video camera can now grant police access to video recordings of me or anyone if the police suspect any form of wrongdoing sets a dangerous precedent. This is not even mentioning the potential issue of landlords participating in this program without their tenants' consent, essentially waiving their tenants' Fourth and Fifth Amendment rights. The skepticism our founding fathers had towards government power should not be extended to everyday citizens. For these reasons, I urge the council to reconsider Project Eyes on the Block or to table the program until more public comment or legal analysis is given. Thank you. Well spoken. Yeah, I thought so. I don't know. Interesting arguments he makes. Makes uh, a a few jump to conclusions, I guess. Yeah. Um, I'm not defending the police in any way, Um, but uh, not but. It's just, I mean, they're valid valid points. Um, Yeah. And in a state that is actively trying to ban TikTok, but is also funding projects like Eyes on the Block or whatever it was called, Eyes on the Street, Eyes on the Block. It's weird. Why is one one's type of surveillance okay and the other one isn't, other than they think it's a Chinese coup to steal all our data <laughs> to sell us more stuff that they make? Yeah, man. I don't kind know. of a Pandora's box, really. It is. It's interesting to think about. I mean, the thing is... The police can ask you if you can have if you want to give them your security cam footage. Yes, and you can say no. Yeah, if it's, I, I I don't. I get that everybody has the cameras, but what what's what's wrong with like the warrant system? I mean, why can't you? If it's that important, and if, if you think it's that necessary that you have that footage, why can't you just go get a warrant and say, yeah. It's an interesting point. I don't know. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Hmm. So where's that? Um, we're not even going to huh. yeah. um, delve into, uh, I think we had like three days in a row with horrible like shootings and stuff in the town. Yeah, that was rough. It's been, been, been a little rough here in town. Uh, it sounded like there was a high-speed chase on the south side. Uh, tonight. Moments was, ago. Moments ago when we were recording. Which, you know, isn't rare for down here. No. I should say. Heading um, to the interstate, basically. Yep. Um, I don't see we're not going to get into the legislative uh, discussion, which happened uh, on the 14th, I want to say. Not this last week, but the week before, uh, where... Uh, I don't want to call them the Three Stooges, but it was uh, Yagovich, <laughs> Fridell, and Brewster came and gave an update and basically uh, <laughs> talked down to us for an hour about how legislatures work and how, you know, it's just the the cartoon bill. It's like, I'm a little old bill <laughs> on Capitol Hill. That's basically what they yeah. did. Schoolhouse rocked us. Schoolhouse rocked us. Um, oh, God. Nobody from the Democratic Party showed up, which was nice. I mean... <laughs> I mean, I've just given up on Billings, basically. I guess. <laughs> I mean, it was kind of weird to see all three of those guys give you an update on what they're doing. And yeah. Nobody from the uh, opposite side of the uh, bot spectrum was there to to talk about anything. So we'll have that legislative update uh, upcoming. I believe we'll, we'll do it next week. It's just hard to keep up with. Um, it moves so fast and is, you know two dudes who have other jobs and responsibilities to take care of. Yeah. It's not like, uh, you know, 
we can do a, a live legislative session here on the podcast. <laughs> no, we can't. It's <laughs> a little overwhelming. Uh, I would suggest going to Montana Free Press. They do a lot of good uh, reporting on the stories. Um, they also have bill trackers that help you mm-hmm. um, track those bills. So go to montanafreepress.org, I think they are, um, and look up the stories. And yeah. also contribute to them because they're an independent news body and you're consuming their, their product and you should pay for it. Yeah. I agree. You can get your shit for free. Uh, what else? Went up to Red Lodge yesterday, took a day off work. Gross. Deepest snow I've ever seen in my life. Really? Yep. How much did it have? They got five feet over the last, as of yesterday morning, over the last three days. And we're supposed to snow again tomorrow? Yeah. Dang. Tomorrow night. Holy Hannah. Uh, March 6th. Yeah, that was March 6th is when they were there talking, if you want to look it up. Um, Amy Grimales, who is the city's representative, uh, legislative-wise, as a lobbyist, along with Steve Turkowitz, was there. Um, I also wrote down, uh, Pam uh, was approached by someone who wants to buy a parcel of land that the uh, city (laughs) is selling. And then I wrote, um, she is a walking conflict of interest, (laughs) because she implored the staff to move on it, which, which she is. She votes on stuff she shouldn't vote on, and then says, hey, my buddy wants to buy this parcel of land. Let's go. Let's sell Let's it go, to go right going. now. Which, great. If we're not using it, great. But if you're just going to buy the land and not do anything just to, you know, piss off Steve next door. Just to own more land. Just to own more land. Kick rocks, man. <laughs> um. <laughs> Shiloh to 62nd is a disaster. Disaster. Bet. Bet. Disaster. Bet. Bet. Disaster. Bet. Shiloh, the sixty second is a disaster. Shiloh to 62nd is a disaster. <laughs>